Good evening. And as always, I just want to again uh, thank you for taking the time out of your evening uh, or listening to this at a different time. Uh, and I just pray as always that uh, these will encourage you, uh, that the Lord will use these to uh, convict you, uh, strengthen you just wherever you are in your walk with the Lord. I hope that you have been able to enjoy this beautiful day, uh, the sunshine and just all uh, that God has given us. Uh, tonight I want to continue to talk to you about the power of God, uh, the miracles of God, and how God was at work. And tonight I want to talk to you about just because we have God's power doesn't mean we can do what we want. And I think probably the reason that we as Baptists don't want to talk about the power of God is we've seen many kinds of churches or certain believers who claim to have the power of God, but then yet live wickedly or claim to be a part of the power of God, but uh, misuse its intended purpose by how they talk, how they live. And in 1 Kings chapter 12, uh, the nation of Israel has split. Uh, they have had a split in the ten northern tribes, uh, went with one kingdom, Israel, and the uh, other two stayed and became Judah. Uh, and there was a man by the name of Jeroboam, and he was wicked. And he was offering sacrifices to uh, pagan altars. He had built altars. And he had uh, led the people away from Israel and to worship there. And while he was worshiping, a prophet came by. Uh, a prophet who said, in 300 years, or in, he just said in the future, but we know it's 300 years because it came to pass. It says, Josiah shall be born to the house of David, and he shall sacrifice the priest on the high places. And what he's saying is, this might go on for a season, but in a couple years in the future, someone's going to be risen up by the name of Josiah, who is going to make everything all right. And if you want to read Second Kings chapter 22, uh, you can find about how a man by the name of Josiah was raised up and he righted this wrong. And I think that's important because we see the power of God in knowing the future. But that's not the miracle I want to talk to you tonight about. And so naturally, King Jeroboam gets very angry with the truth. And Jeroboam tells his guards to arrest this prophet. Now, I have tried to read, I have tried to study, but in this prophet is unnamed, all right? He is just a man of God, serving God, and gets no earthly recognition. And I hope that's what you'll do. Serve God no matter the earthly recognition. But listen to what happened. As he told them to arrest him, he struck out his hand. 
which he stretched out toward him withered so that he could not Paul pull it back. The altar also was split apart and the ashes poured out from the altar according to the sign which the man of God had given by the word of the Lord. So he reaches out to point and his hand becomes deformed and withered and he can't bring it in. The power of God humbles the king, protects the prophet. And the king says, please ask the favor of God and pray that my hand may be restored. And so the man of God prays and God heals that hand. And what happens next is what I want to talk to you about. Uh, the king says, come in and stay with me. I know you are uh, a man of God. He says, no, God told me not to stop, not to stay, not to be a part of all of this. And so we see the power of God for protection. We see the power of God to witness to people. We see the power of God to correct someone. But as the man of God is going home, there was an old prophet in Bethel, and his sons had came and told him all that God had done. And so he sends his sons to find this man of God, and he asks him to come stay in my home. Have bread, refresh yourself. Now you would say there's nothing wrong with this, another sinful, this man deserves a break. But the old, that the prophet said, I cannot return with nor go in with you, neither can I eat or drink with you, for I have been told by the word of the Lord, you shall not eat bread nor drink water there. No return by going the way you came. God had told him to go, preach the message, and come home. All right? But yet this man says, I want you to come to my home. Now this prophet had heard from God, had witnessed God's power. He was obeying God, following God, and this prophet is invited him in and he says, I can't. But listen to what happens. This old prophet lies to the man of God. He said to him, I too am a prophet as you are. And the angel spoke to me by the word of the Lord saying, bring him back with you to your house that he may eat bread and drink water. He was lying to him. This man who is supposed to be a man of God had lied to the man of God. And so the man of God thinking, well, he must have heard from God, turns aside, goes into his house. And this is very important. And as they were sitting around the table, uh, the word of the Lord came and said, you have disobeyed. You have not kept the commandment. And so after all this happened, he says, you will not make it home. You're going to die for your disobedience. And when we see on in first Kings chapter 13, as he begins to go home, he dies. The Lord has his punishment for disobedience. And this is very important. This man of God, who had been a witness to the power of God, the presence of God, the provision of God, he had heard from God, yet he was led astray by a lying tongue. And tonight I want you to know this. I believe that when God's 
power and God's presence and the anointing of the Holy Spirit begins to work and move in a powerful way, the way that Satan attacks is he begins to sow division. He begins to use other people lying about what is going on, lying about who is involved. Because this man, he was just obeying God. He was minding his own business. He just was going into someone's home. What is the big deal? Because he had heard from God. And my challenge to you, and my challenge to you, members of your local church, is to seek God's will, to know what God wants, and to follow it no matter the cost, to follow it no matter what anyone else says. Uh, don't worry about, well, I feel the Lord wants this for you, or I feel what the Lord wants for you. You hear from God. You spend time with him in his presence. I've been studying a lot about Moses here lately. And if you remember, uh, God has asked Moses to do something. And Moses says, I'm not going, God, unless your presence goes with me. And why was that? Because the presence of God is the power of God. And friends, we have got to get back to spending time with God, real time with God, a time with God that excites us and encourages us and causes us to know him more. And friends, always be on guard because when God begins to work and God really begins to move, oh, there's gonna be enough of them negative Nellies that are gonna say, well, that's not what God wants. Or some of them discouraged uh, Davids that say, don't do that, that's not right. You be where God is and you do what God tells you and you watch how God can change your family, change your marriage, change your life. As always, thank you for watching, and I look forward to tomorrow night, uh, if the Lord is willing, to be looking at Elijah and how God fed him with raisins. Ravens, raisins, Ugh, no one wants those. <laughs> God bless you, and I look forward to being with you tomorrow night.